0: that when you engage them, you will get results, period. In fact, I got a question for you. How many of you in this room have ever gone to an educational experience of any sort, a seminar, university experience, anything? You learned something you really thought was valuable. I mean, you really truly knew was valuable, but then you never actually applied what it is you learned. How many have had this experience? Say I. How many have had this happen to you more than once in your lifetime? Say I. How many still feel like you're intelligent? Say I. <laughs> How is it that an intelligent person like you and I could learn something more than once, know it's valuable, and then never use it? Well, the answer is because we've all been taught a big lie. The lie is that information is power. Information is not power. Information is potential power. Only one thing gives you power, and that's action. I want to tell you right now, I don't believe in positive thinking. Positive thinking says go to your garden and say, "There's there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. Okay? I got news for you buddy, There are weeds there and they're gonna take your garden. Okay, so I'm not one of those positive thinking people. I want you to be clear about that. I believe in intelligence. Intelligence says this, number one, see it as it is, but don't see it worse than it is, which is what most people do out of fear. Most people are so afraid of being disappointed again, that they say they're skeptical or they're pessimistic. When someone says they're skeptical or pessimistic, you can translate that real quickly as, I'm fearful. I'm afraid to get hurt. I'm afraid to get my hopes up. I'm afraid to try again. I'm afraid to go through the disappointment. I'm afraid of what other people say if I don't look good and it doesn't work out well. I'm afraid to fail. That's pessimism. That's skepticism. Courage means you've got to see it as it is, but you also, step two, got to see it better than it is. You've got to know how really it really is, but then you've got to get a vision for what you want. There's a great book called The Good Book that says, Without a Vision, People Perish. And you know what? We all have to have a compelling vision, a compelling future. How many of you know exactly what you want in your life how many have no clue? <laughs> Where are the rest of you people? Kind of in between? Well, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> On the cusp, are you? <laughs> so we're going to help you develop what is that compelling future. But you've got to see it is, you've got to see it better than it is, and then you've got to make it the way you see it. And the way I'm going to show you how to do that is really fundamental. It requires three things I've mentioned. Number one, you want to change your life, there's only one way. You've got to raise your standards. And I know that sounds unbelievably stupid and simplistic, but it is the only way in which a person's life changes. What does it mean to change your standards? It means you have to take the shoulds in your life and make them musts. Because as long as it's a should, you'll do it when it's convenient, and convenience does not create consistency. And if you're good at anything, you're consistent. If you've got a great relationship, it's not because once in a while you show up and are passionate and loving. It's consistency that makes a relationship work. It's consistency that will give you financial independence, not being good for a while with your investments or being good for a while in your earnings. It's consistency. And the only way to get that is to have a standard, a must. And people, all of us in this room right now have exactly what we must have. You say, no, Tony, I'm struggling. I don't have what I must have. Trust me, I must have a better relationship than this. I must have more money than this. I must have less weight on my body than I got right now. Trust me, it's a must. No. Not yet. Unless you're in the process, unless you really are making progress, the answer is no, it's still a should. And so what we've got to do is get it to a must. And when it's a must, everything in life changes. Michael Jordan, great example. And one of the things that's neat about Michael is if you ask Michael, you know, what is it that separates you from everybody else? What's made you the best that exists? He's very humble, really warm. He thanks for the comment. And I say, you know, is it... Is it talent? Is it ability? Is it God-given gifts? I mean, what is it? And Michael will tell you. He said, Tony, no one has a higher demand on themselves than I have on me. He said, I don't compete with other people. I compete with what my best could possibly be. Because if I compete with other people, then I'm only going to push myself so hard. His standard is really simple. He modeled it from a man named Dr. J. Dr. J in his day was probably the best player of the league. And he had a simple philosophy. Dr. J, came, somebody came to him when he was in his mid-30s, uh, and they said to him, Dr. J, how come you're so darn good? How come you're so lucky to have all these skills? And Dr. J was a very cool guy, he never got upset. But he also got a little heated and he said, Let me tell you why in this way. Because every day since I was seven years old, I've demanded more from myself than anyone else could possibly expect. I thought, isn't that interesting? If every day you demanded more from yourself than anyone else could expect of you. If it wasn't the standards of what other people think, but it was the standards of what you were capable of, if that was the must for you, not the should, then would you eat differently today? If it, you had to be that great every day in your relationship, even though you're exhausted and tired, you're going to go home and be that passionate, that committed, if that was a must, to be your absolute best every single day, to have a higher demand on yourself than your spouse, boyfriend, or girlfriend could ever imagine. If that was your standard for yourself, how would you show up on a daily basis in your relationship? What would your relationship look like? You could take that any area of your life. But people the best have those standards. Most of us wait for life to give us the have-tos. It's like if you don't push yourself, you don't stretch yourself, then God shows up and says, you need a little growth and provides it to you in a way you probably won't find very pleasant. So I believe in raising my own standards so hopefully God doesn't have to step in too many times with me. Right? Maybe God just gives me the opportunity and I can make some intelligent choices. Second thing that all people do who get what they really want, who expand and have a quality of life, is they change their limiting beliefs. Because the only thing keeping you from getting what you really want really is the belief that you can't have it even though you say you think you can't. The unconscious belief. The belief inside of you that says, oh yeah, I can do this. And this voice inside says, who are you kidding? We're going to give you a few skills on how to get your beliefs aligned. Have you ever been in a place where you were so focused, it was like you and the task at hand, and there was nothing else in the world but what you were committed to? Bombs could be going off. You wouldn't know about it. How many have ever been in that place? I call it a genius state. How many have been there? Say aye. Okay, that's the state you're going to get yourself into. Absolute certainty. The bottom line is, what you're thinking about in this moment is controlled by your beliefs and your values, the way you've been raised, right? But many of you never chose those consciously. You just kind of pick this stuff along the way and it affects your life. So we're going to decide consciously. And we're not only going to destroy what doesn't work, you're going to install what you need. And when your beliefs are on track, when your values are on track, you are pulled in the direction you want instead of being pulled apart. You ever been in that place? It's like you want two things that are totally in conflict? I'll show you how to resolve that. And that'll be a huge, huge shift for most of you. And then the third thing you need to really make your life work besides incredibly high what? Uh-oh, we're in deep trouble already, I can see. <laughs> really high what? <laughs> That's right, you gotta raise your standard, whatever it is. It's gotta be the next level of standards for you. You can't get to the next level of your life with the same level of thinking, or the same level of standards as you have right now in this moment. So I could give you a million skills, give you all the ability, you get pumped out of your mind, leave here, and unless it's a must for you, you'll go back to doing the same stuff. You yeah, know, you have like a nice month or two of like riding high on the float of the seminar. But I'm going permanent, lasting change. The only way you do that is get enough leverage on yourself that change is a must. And once you change it, it's so reinforcing, you stick with it. Not because you're so disciplined, but because it's so rewarding. Then the third thing you've got to have is the right strategy. Because it's one thing to have a high standard, like you go, out, I'm going to go out and change the world. That's my must. And then your voice inside goes, who are you kidding? You've got a problem. But let's say you've got the standard and the belief and let's say your goal is to see a sunset and your strategy is start running east looking for a sunset. I don't care how much you believe you got a problem. You got to have the right strategies. Strategies for overcoming fear. Strategies for taking action. Strategies for attraction. Causing attraction to happen to another person towards you and vice versa. Strategies for feeling love. Strategies for making decisions. Strategies for creating rapport. Things that work. Why do they work? Why is it a strategy It's proven? Because people of all directions, backgrounds, genders, all can do the same result. It's a strategy once anyone can do it, as long as they do it that way. It's like a recipe. Once you know it, you create the same result as often as you want. But you gotta have the right strategy or you can work real hard and be a really good person and be a real hard worker and still have nothing. And most people have this in lots of areas of their life. Their financial life is an obvious example. 95% of this population ends up dead broke or dead by age 65. Why? They don't have the right strategy and they have low standards and they don't believe. But some of them even have those two, but they don't have the strategy. So we're going to work on all three of those elements. Does that make sense? Let me offer you a possibility. We know you've learned from the past and not done it. Why? Why is because all this information came at you. But as I said to you, information doesn't change your life. We live in the information age, supposedly. There's too much information. You can't possibly absorb it to you. Where's it coming from? Everywhere, right? right? It's coming from CD-ROMs and pretty soon DVDs for many of you. and It's on the internet. We are drowning information and we're starving for wisdom. We're starving for those things we can actually use to actually get what we really want. Otherwise, you can spend all your time on the internet reading more information or chatting or buying something and never have any change of life. The internet's not going to make your life better. You have to make your life better by using your resources differently. But here's the deal. We're not in the information age. We're in the entertainment age. Here's what really grabs us. Something that moves us emotionally. We don't remember all that information. When something grabs us, man, we remember. Some of you old enough to be around, long enough to know this, remember where you were when you heard John F. Kennedy was shot, right? For some of you, maybe it was John Lennon if he was an associated hero for you. For others of you, it's, you know, you remember everything about Monica Lewinsky. By the way, she's now just Monica. You know, it's like Oprah, right? Michael, It's now Monica. Everybody on earth knows who Monica is, right? There's an emotion, right? There's a feeling. There's something there. It's not the information that's getting you, right? O.J. Simpson was the big focus before that. Why were people watching every single day? Drama, entertainment, emotion, feeling. So the only reason, the only reason people pay attention when we get something is you add feeling to it. So here's my goal with you. I don't want this to be a class. We're going to try something different. We're going to go into 21st century learning. See, this was designed for you to obey to enter the 20th century, where your job was working in an industrial complex of some sort, maybe building cars or something. And so they trained you from birth that you'd arrive on time, check in, do what you're supposed to do, and sit and shut up till someone told you what to do, and then you only did what they told you to do, and you didn't talk to your neighbor. Now today in business, if you don't talk to your neighbor, you're out of business. Right? Today if you wait for somebody to tell you what to do, you're in trouble. I mean today you got to think, you're in teams, you've got to make it happen, you've got to create it, you got your own business, it's a different world. So this has trained us for a world we're not in. So we have to be in a proactive, aggressive, entertainment-driven, emotional world. That's where we are. That's what you want. So the only way to get that is to learn in that state. So this can gonna be very different for most of you. I'm gonna ask you not to be the passive, deep, trance, hypnotic subjects. I'm gonna ask you to be outrageous, playful, crazy, silly, and fun. If you and I are gonna be effective as people, which means have fun, be fulfilled, be passionate, get results, achieve, learn, grow, all that then we've got to become active rather than passive in our experience. In order to do that, it starts with the way we move and the way we think. And so I have a metaphor for myself. I think the most influential people in the world are kids. How many of you have kids? How many of you have ever tried to say, no you can't have an ice cream cone to a kid and saw moves you've never seen in your life before? <laughs> right? They don't hear no, it goes right on by. So if we want a quality life, one thing's for sure, we've got to become people of influence. You gotta be influenced your kids and your family and yourself. You gotta get yourself to do what's necessary. I mean influence is the base skill for quality life. Influence with integrity. So if you're gonna influence yourself, then you might look at kids because they're good at influencing. And they do it a lot of ways. They do it with their energy, don't they? They do it with playfulness. They do it by asking a gazillion questions. They do it because they're having so much fun that even when they annoy you, they make you laugh every bit, right? Somehow they pull it off. And so my view is I'm always going to be a kid, no matter what age I am. Because kid or adult or old person is all a mindset. I know a man who's 84 years old, who has just started lifting weights about six years ago, now lifts bench press, is 450 pounds. I mean, unbelievable. This guy is like pure stud, right? And there's all kinds of research showing now about people starting their 60s and 70s start lifting weights and get as strong as men and women in their 20s and 30s. And his mind is the best part, though. That's why he does it. I mean, sure, anybody could learn to do that but most people don't have that as a standard. I mean, come on. We're all in cultural hypnosis. I mean, when you're in your 60s, it's over, baby. Right, you're getting old. Baby boomers start freaking when they hear those kinds of things. Right, they go, wait a second, I'm in my 50s now. I'm in my late 40s. I'm gonna defy all that stuff. Right, but they don't, most people in their 60s, and 70s don't have that as their standard saying, I'm gonna learn to bench press 450 pounds so they don't. It's a should. It's not even a should, it's a never, maybe. They don't have any belief that it's possible, any sense of certainty, and they have no strategy. He had all three. I also know a young man I was talking to recently, is 21 years old, who's got, he's probably the oldest person I've ever met in my life. Because everything is impossible for him, and he's tired all the time, and he can't accomplish anything, and the world is forever terrible. That's, it's, it's a mindset, isn't it? How many of you want to be a kid for a few days here? Say I. Okay, then if you want to do that, here are a couple ways to do it. Number one, when I ask you a question, yell back the answer. Not so we have a rah-rah session here. But because research shows if you sit and listen to me passively, within four weeks you'll remember 10% of what I said. If you listen and take some notes, jumps up into the 50 percentiles. If you listen and take notes but physically are active, like you yell back the answer, your attention is in the 90 to 95 percentiles because what happens is like when you yell an answer back, it's like driving driving the grooves of what you learn deeper inside of you. Plus, you're gonna know the answer to anything I ask you. I'm only gonna ask you questions you know the answer to because I wanna help you to have strong (laughs) self-esteem. It's easy stuff, but by yelling yes, you'll also keep your energy high. How many want to do this, especially when you don't feel like it, so you build some emotional muscle? Do you agree with me that if you really want an extraordinary quality of life, that one of the things you've got to master is your ability to get yourself to take action, to influence yourself, number one. How many agree with that? Say I. <laughs> How many agree, number two, you'd have to become good at influencing others with integrity, meaning getting people to do the things they normally won't do for themselves. How many agree with that? Say aye. aye. Outstanding. So if influence is a skill, it starts in the first moments of human communication or connection.